Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's a sunny day here in Wilmington, North Carolina, and thank you so much for listening to Third Gear, a Formula One racing podcast. I'm Katie Egan, a marketing major with a passion for Formula One, and on this week's episode, I'll be highlighting preseason testing and preparing for Bahrain. I'll also be adding some pre-recorded comments from my family and I while we watch the first episode of Drive to Survive, and be sure to stay tuned until the end of the episode where I share my bingo card that I made for the 2023 season, and I encourage you guys to make one as well. Let's get started with preseason testing. Judging just off the Armaco power rankings alone from this past week's practice sessions, we're definitely seeing another tremendous year for Red Bull. All three practice sessions, Red Bull was incredibly quick and reliable, not complaining about any issues with the engine, power, steering, anything like that. And they demonstrated speed in both qualifying and race simulation runs. We also saw a surprising amount of speed coming from Aston Martin this year. The team had shown immense improvement from last year, and they looked to be in competition with midfield and even potentially top-running teams based off of just this year's testing. So we saw Red Bull look incredibly high with both the drivers and the team feeling confident about the car that they were able to produce this year, but we also saw some teams feel maybe not so confident. McLaren looked to be facing some issues with this car. They managed to pull off some speed for race simulations, but there were reports of unbalance and they spent a lot of their time from testing in the garage. A team that made surprising headway was Aston Martin. They looked to be in high spirits after a successful testing stint, and they had an incredibly competitive-looking car out on the track. And we also saw Williams, although they weren't incredibly fast, they have shown massive improvement from their testing results last year, so we'll have to keep an eye on them for this week's race as well. Based off of testing alone, we'll be sure to see some interesting midfield battles and competition this season between Aston Martin, Alpine, who we weren't quite able to get a read on, potentially seeing McLaren in a more midfield team this year. Alfa Romeo looked to be pretty good, so we'll see a lot of competition in the middle there. The report from day one of testing, one of the most notable changes we saw was the new Mercedes. Besides its slick black paint job, they have also managed to reduce the porpoising problem they faced last year, or they appear to at least. Also on day one, we saw McLaren face some issues after Lando Norris's car was faced with a wheel brow issue, and it left him completing only 92 laps. Also on day one of testing, Aston Martin had a rough start with Lance Stroll being out of testing due to an injury he sustained in a cycling accident and the car suffering an electrical issue shortly into the session. But day two is another thing altogether. On day two, we saw Williams looking positively on towards the year as their vehicle is showing improvement from last few seasons. They said they're feeling confident in being able to battle for midfield positions, and they should be watched during qualifying this weekend. Haas is also feeling confident after their practice sessions, saying they've never felt better as a team. And we saw Zhou Guinyu top the time charts for the second round of practice. For the third and final day of testing, we saw Perez demonstrate speed in the Red Bull, and it performed incredibly well throughout all three days. Ferrari also looked to be in high spirits, working towards more fluidity and better performance as a team this year. Mercedes isn't dealing with quite the issues they faced last year, however, it looks as though the team is still facing some challenges with their car's performance that they're working on, and Aston Martin is looking almost on par with Mercedes after testing, showing massive improvement from last year. So let's make sure we keep an eye out on Red Bull, Aston Martin, Alfa Romeo, and Ferrari this year and this weekend as we look forward to Bahrain. Now, Bahrain International Circuit is holding the season opener for the 2023 season. The track held its first Grand Prix in 2004, and the track length is 5.412 kilometers or 3.36 miles. The race will be 
57 laps long and will have a regular weekend schedule with three practice sessions qualifying in the race. The track has 15 corners and three DRS zones, and the lap record was set by Pedro de la Rosa in 2005 at 1 minute 31 seconds and 447 milliseconds. There's decent overtaking on the Bahrain circuit, but drivers face the most difficulty with the ranging temperatures between sessions. The actual race itself takes place at night, so it helps with maintaining cooler temperatures. However, it takes place shortly after the sun sets, so the track will be warmer at the beginning of the race and gradually get cooler as they near the end. However, typically drivers like to warm up the track in order to get better grip and speed out of their tires. Although the race itself takes place at night, there are still practice sessions and qualifying that will take place during the day, which will impact the car's performance that much differently. Last year's race results, we had Charles Leclerc finish the race in first, with Carlos Sainz in second and Lewis Hamilton in third. And my predictions for qualifying this year will have Max Verstappen qualifying in first, Sergio Perez in second, and Charles Leclerc in third. As for the actual race, my predictions are third place going to Fernando Alonso, second place going to Charles Leclerc, and first place going to Max Verstappen. We will have to see if the Bahrain curse will hold up again this year, as since 2017, the winner of Bahrain has gone to finish second in the championship. The fifth season of Drive to Survive came out this past weekend, highlighting the 2022 season battle between Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc, and my family and I watched the first episode together, so here's some commentary from that episode. Welcome back to Drive to Survive. Are we ready? ready. Do we want subtitles or no? No. Okay, thank gosh. Thank God. I don't know, Gunter might be pretty hard to understand. Aww. Final words for Matia. <laughs> Most tears, George Russell. Ooh, the Dolomans. This is Gunter. Gunter. And Matia. Is that a Fiat or an Arbus? <laughs> it is. Wonder if it's any good. I know. I want to try Matias one. So we'll stop at Matias Winery. I mean, they wouldn't have won the championship anyway. This year? They could have made it closer. Pink Panther. 2 a.m. Carlos, what are you doing? Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. It's a drama. They embellish certain facts to make it more entertaining to watch. They put audio from different races, you know. Yeah. And Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly. Ah, tough. Danny. Dude, they're going to do him so wrong in that one episode. I love him. They better be so nice. You kidding me? They're going to rip on him so bad. The TV. The new dawn. Well, the biggest. 
when I saw our car, I saw everybody else's car. <laughs> this looks fast. And I think everybody was shocked with what Mercedes produced. Oh. I want to become a world champion. And I think this year we have an opportunity to do so. Well, you kind of. the opportunity. <laughs> Except this race went absolutely awful for Red Bull. So. The first three races went bad for Red Bull. Yeah. Well, second one was okay. God, he is, a, is a really bad beard. That is a really bad picture of him. K-Mag. Wait till next year when we have Hulkenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Future teammates. Because it means you've got the other 19 drivers starting behind you. Wow. Yep, that's how it works. Believe it or not. Like, uh, P1. 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 We've been racing each other for <laughs> most of our time. Have you seen the video where he's like, no, it's just not fair. I pushed him, he pushed me back, then he pushed me off the track. I don't think so. No. Oh my gosh. It's like little Max and little Charles. Nothing, just an incident in the race. They should play that clip and drive to survive. Oh, Monica's gonna be a big episode, I'm sure too. Yeah, I'm sure Monica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the excitement before disaster. Oh, I forgot that the Alpha Tower retired too. Yeah, three of the four Hondas, I that think. That was, yeah, not good. Whoa! Oh, I'm so looking forward to next weekend. Uh, tough luck, Red Bull. <laughs> it's easy to rewatch now, though, because it is, everything, everything much... worked out fine. <laughs> Well, lastly, before I go, I created a bingo card to complete as the session goes on just for fun. I encourage you guys to make one as well using my examples or ones of your own and be sure to share them with me so we can see who does the best throughout the season. I'll go ahead and post a picture of my bingo card on my social media as well so that you can see it in person. But here are some boxes that I have filled in. Zhou Guan Yu has an amazing helmet. Hamilton win. A reserve driver does better than the original driver. FIA mistake, a rise of new talent, a meme in the first Formula One race. Here's Christian Horner, which is when the commentators ask Christian Horner about what's going on. Williams points, a Max Verstappen pole position win and DHL fastest lap. Three plus DNFs in one race, an awkward post-race interview, a comeback race, a free space, a bad pit stop, a record broken, Las Vegas being interesting, a rain delay, lots of penalties, a Hulkenberg podium, track limits warnings, T3 
team drama, an unexpected podium, a good Monaco race for Leclerc, a shoey, and a crazy first lap. All right, so that's my bingo card. Feel free to go ahead and make your own. You can add some of mine or come up with your own ideas, but be sure to share them with me. And then as the races go on and something that's on your bingo card happens, go ahead and cross it off and we'll see how many things we can predict that happens. All right, well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I cannot thank you guys enough for the increased support and listeners I've gained over the past few weeks. I'm really looking forward to the season opener this weekend, and I can't wait to check in with you guys after the results. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next week as we discuss the aftermath of Bahrain.